Even the most ambitious professional cowboy today actually works only about 60 minutes out of the year. That might appear to be an easy life for someone who can conceivably win over $100,000 in that one year. It is hoped, however, that what follows this introduction will explain that $100,000 is fair wages for such a small amount of time spent at one's profession. That kind of work schedule would seem to make for a great deal of spare time, resulting in boredom. This is, to be sure, an occupational hazard of the contemporary sport of rodeo, and one with which the contestant has to deal, along with a host of other risks inherent in the profession. But boredom has not always been part and parcel of the contest. In fact, rodeo itself was more or less invented to counteract that very condition, the monotony and loneliness of the life of the working cowboy in the days of the cattle drives and the open range. At the large roundups during the last few decades of the 19th century, representatives of the participating outfits in the district were sent out to pick up stray cattle. These reps were good riders, and they used to bring a string of unbroken horses, often called outlaws or broncs, to break to ride for use in their work. Often the reps would challenge the cowboys, and bets were made on the rider or the bronc, Roping contests were also held in a similar way to test the cowboys' skill in that area. At other times, the cowboys from the various camps would challenge each other, with instant rodeo the result, usually including only one or two events, most often saddle bronc riding and steer roping. Although an individual cowboy has, in later years, placed bets on whether he or another can ride a certain animal, Betting is not something that is condoned at the officially sanctioned rodeos today. However, at the so-called matched roping and riding contests, usually between two top contenders in the event in question, fellow cowboys and spectators will wager on their favorites. These contests are held strictly outside the jurisdiction of the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association, PRCA, merely as a way of measuring the skill of the participants on a given number of animals. What was to become rodeo, as we know it today, was the play of the working cowboy, in which he would indulge during rare breaks from his regular work or when that work was finished. There were no forms of amusement on the trail. The cowboy had to entertain himself. It was quite natural, therefore, that his pastime would be one in which his occupational skills were involved and could be measured against those of others. However, although the cowboy was not the only one who made a game and a contest out of his craft, his were the only skills to have been developed into a professional sport of the magnitude that rodeo has achieved. The early cowboy contests often took place in the town square of the railhead at the end of the cattle drive. They were something the cowboy looked forward to and were, along with upcoming dances, a topic of conversation in his peer group. The community that claims to have been the first to hold an organized rodeo, even before the days of the cattle drives, is Prescott, Arizona. Prescott was only a few months old when its first contest was staged on the 4th of July, 1864. It was only fitting, then, that the town should, in addition, be responsible for two other firsts 24 years later. On the 4th of July, 1888, admission was charged for the first time, making rodeo a spectator sport, and the first medal was given as a citizen's prize to a Juan Levas, 
who roped and tied a steer in one minute and seventeen seconds. The 4th of July became the special day for a rodeo and is nowadays popularly referred to as the Cowboy's Christmas. It is, without a doubt, the busiest of all times of the year for the modern contestant. 38 PRCA-sanctioned rodeos in 22 states and three Canadian provinces were scheduled for the Independence Day weekend of 1982.